0: Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. For today, we have a very special guest and a fellow SPT, second year SPT, Paige is here on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having
2: me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yes, we are so excited to hear more of your story. So if you want to tell the listeners how you got into uh, physical therapy and where you currently are today. So... I didn't really have the usual track of like spending time in physical therapy. I just
2: did a little bit for shin splints because I'm a runner. (laughs) But then my mom was like, why don't you just go for PT? And there's a school that was just one town over from where I grew up. And so I applied and it's a three plus three program. So I got in and I was super pumped. So I ran for Hassan and continued that. And I worked for a PT clinic and that really solidified that I wanted to do PT.
1: That's a good story. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So, so you were a runner
1: and you went to physical therapy for shin splints. I mean, that counts as something and you enjoyed it. Like sometimes it doesn't have to be a long story. It's just something simple. And it's cool that you're in a three plus three too, because I know those programs are Few and far between nowadays. My program has a 3 plus 3 option as well, but I did not do it. And for you, your story is a little unique as well. So if you want to tell the listeners what your curriculum kind of looks like and what's special about it
2: right now. Okay, so my curriculum has recently changed. They used to start in the fall and just do gross anatomy with kinesiology and all of that, all at the same time. And then so year I started, they changed it up, so there's Gross Anatomy in August, and that's pretty much all you do for the month of August. And then you jump right into all the other classes. And then they also have these little classes that they used to do over clinicals that they throw in at random points in the semester. (laughs) But it's all interesting. It's a little stressful being the first class going through it, but they've already made some great changes for the class that just started this year.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. So did you, So you're saying they added in clinicals during your semesters do you go for the day or are you there for well it's not clinical per se it's um just some
2: extra classes that they want us to know like uh, pharmacology and ethics is one that we're doing in medical imaging so they scatter them throughout the semesters over two years our clinicals are basically blocked out so we had our first clinical over the summer that was eight weeks and then our third year of PT school is six months in the clinic wherever we want to go
0: yeah that's so that's really (laughs) cool um oh okay so I see what you say they just added in classes yeah okay yeah because they
2: used to do those classes over the clinical because they had four clinical rotations that were eight weeks and you do a class while you're also in the clinic and everybody complained so they changed it
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what at least they changed it that's mm-hmm. the important thing because this is not your your first rodeo. So if you want to tell people a little bit about what last year was like for you.
2: Okay so last year I was actually my second attempt in PT school. So I had started with the 3 plus 3 track and I was super excited and I wanted everything to go really well and I knew it was hard but I was ready to put in the work and As the first semester progressed, I just, it was falling apart, and I didn't know why, and the biggest problem was my test grades, and I would talk to my professors, and we would discuss the questions, and I knew the information, and we're just (laughs) stumped. So I ended up taking nine months off, and coming back was difficult because the curriculum had changed a little bit, like I just described, and I had a whole new class of people that I had to... Kind of explain my situation to, and I didn't know how to do that for the majority of the year, (laughs) because I'd already taken most of those classes that we were taking, and I was like, "Well, I have all this information that I want to share, but I don't know how." (laughs) And so slowly, I would talk to my classmates and be like, "Hey, so I've actually done this already. Here is some tips that I have for you to get through this." And so slowly, they've learned, and I think, and after the clinic and everything, everybody knows and we just work really well together now (laughs) instead of me feeling awkward
1: (laughs) yeah and how long did that happen for you like how long did you feel kind of that pressure and not really secrecy per se but kind of you have that weight on your shoulders
2: yeah so it was probably halfway through spring semester before I was like okay this is it's all out there and I don't have to hold back a little bit. This year I'm like all over the place because I'm super bubbly in the (laughs) mornings. My classmates are just like, why are you like this?
0: (laughs) But I'm like, guys, I'm all out there now.
2: (laughs) You feel relieved.
0: You're like, everyone
2: knows it's fine. I don't
1: even care anymore. That's so great, because there's so many students out there who feel ashamed for restarting. And mm-hmm. I can tell you from personal experience of, like, friends that I've had who have restarted, like, that's completely normal at first. Yeah. At first. <laughs> and there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it may take some time, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You can, I don't want to say you can come out on your own time, but <laughs> that's kind of what it is. You can explain yourself in your own time and... How is it now compared to when you first, compared to your first try this time last year, right? You started in summer of last year
2: or summer two years ago. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot more confidence because I had over those nine months, I was working a lot, but I was also spending a lot of time figuring out basically my why, why I wanted to put myself through this again and what I would do if it didn't work out again. So I have a stronger understanding of who I am and what my goals are and how I'm going to go about it. So I just feel like I have more focus and drive basically to get through PT school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is so great. And I'm glad you were able to reflect on that and dive deep into, okay, what exactly was it that wasn't clicking? And Mm -hmm. now that you've, you're still going through it, but what have you changed in your study habits or just in something that you've changed in order to, you know, get the passing test grades and everything?
2: Well, the biggest thing that I changed was I stopped working crazy hours. My first attempt, I was working, I think, two jobs, and I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning and work for three hours on campus, and then I would go to class all day and study and then do it again the next day. So I value sleep more. I make sure I get like seven hours of sleep every night just so I can function. And I also have established a routine of exercise. And then my studying is just, I try to time block it out. So it's all I do when I have a time block to study. And I try not to just sit there for hours staring at the same stuff. I have definitely noticed a change when I change my subjects more frequently that I actually understand the information more.
1: Definitely. That's like the biggest thing. People feel like, oh, if I just study more, if I just stare at this piece of paper longer, it'll just (laughs) soak in my head. You know, it'll just, it works like that. Right.
2: Right. We always hope for osmosis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it just, it's just osmosis. of the information on the page into my brain and it's, you know. it doesn't quite work that way. And it, it can be so frustrating, but it can also be so eye-opening once you change that study habit. And now you're just rotating through subjects. Like how often or how many hours or minutes do you, you think
2: you kind of rotate? I probably rotate every hour, but mm-hmm. I always No, that I usually get distracted for about 15 minutes, So it's like 45 minutes of solid studying and then I'll like take a little break and then I'll jive into something new. And that is so important.
1: 45 (laughs) minutes of solid focus studying, guys. Did you hear that? (laughs) And 15 minutes of rest so that you can refresh and refocus because that's how you're going to actually remember things.
0: That's yeah, for sure. that is so true. And I can say I was one to try and get it through osmosis and just <laughs> stare at the same thing, mostly through first semester. And I realized very quickly that it is not a good strategy. But yeah, whatever time, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of focusing and then giving yourself a break is so helpful. And as long as you're engaged, like put your phone away. I know that's so hard, but yeah. just focusing that in that amount of time is so helpful and you're efficient with studying now because now you know you're switching between each one you're hitting each one and then how how many hours do you usually think now that you spend studying say a week
2: probably 10 maybe 10 hours a week which seems weird to just say I only study for 10 hours but (laughs) And it seems weird to say only as well. Yeah. other
1: people <laughs> in undergrad are like, oh my God, only 10 hours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's just finding your your routine and figuring out what works for you. But that is so awesome. And I know so many students are going to benefit from hearing that. And pre-PTs as well, because they're like, uh, coming in with this expectation could be coming in with the amount of studying that you have to do. And yes, there is a lot. But as long as you manage it efficiently and do it well then you're going to be fine yeah
2: and i definitely came in with the expectation i'd be studying all the time
1: (laughs) and that's normal and you that's the image that we get um unfortunately and maybe at first that's what happens but you figure it out you figure it out pretty quickly when you're like there's not enough hours in the day and now i'm not sleeping and now i can't even pass any tests even if i know the information exactly And what would you say is the second biggest change? You mentioned exercise, but how did you change that from first time around
2: to your second time around? Okay, so first time around, I was actually still running for Crescent because I hadn't received my bachelor's degree yet because it was three plus three. So I get it after my first year of grad school. So I still had eligibility, but I didn't, I didn't love it anymore. So I feel like it was just an added stress and I had to relearn how to love exercise basically. And that uh, now I'm back there and I, I guess I kind of thrive off of it. It just gives me all that energy in the morning and it coasts through the day rather than dreading practice all day or getting up early and dragging myself to practice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so important too. And it's good that you do it in early in the day. And I know some people don't like to wake up early but I feel like that does really help and it gets you started for the day and you you thrive off of that energy and it's it's so awesome i love that and i do I love, too. <laughs> yeah and i love that
1: what you just said a lot of people can relate to but maybe they've never verbalized at one point you really loved track or cross country which one did you do
2: i did both okay. i loved track more but i did cross country when i was starting pt school the first time
1: okay so you loved track until it hit one point where you're like, this is too much, you know, and it's okay to admit that if you guys are listening, and especially for three plus threes. I guess we should also explain that because some people don't understand what that is. <laughs> do you want to explain a little bit about three plus three and then we can go back to exercise?
2: Absolutely. So I do three years of undergrad, and then if you have the GPA that they want, you're just automatically put into the grad phase. If you don't, you have to apply in. And generally, they want to have like half of their class to be from their school, and then the other half be students coming in from outside. And then you do your last three years, and that's PT school. And at Hudson, we get our bachelor's degree after our first year of grad school. Yeah.
1: And every three plus three is a little different for my program. You do have to apply into it. Even if you are three plus three, you still have to apply for the PT program. And if you don't get in, then you have to finish the four years. And then if you do get in, then you just go straight through and you finish your doctorate in six years instead of seven but they don't take, don't take half the class rotations. (laughs) Uh, They reserve technically, I think it's like 12 spots out of the 53. Clearly, The proportion is different, (laughs) but that's really cool. And you found out in your fourth year. So that's why you could do track because you were technically like in that in between of undergrad, not having your bachelor's, but being in your first year of grad school.
2: Exactly. And I was at the same school. So the eligibility was still legal. I don't know how to explain
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's how it is. Because we had, I think we had two classmates who did track in cross country in their first year of PT school, because they were three plus three and then you're still allowed to because it's their fourth year. It's their senior year and first year of PT school. And they've had similar situations. You kind of lose the love for the sport because now it's, it's more causing stress. So how did you make that transformation? Like, what did you do from kind of not loving it anymore to now loving exercise again?
2: Oh, I also, okay, so when I left school, I kind of had my identity wrapped up into an athlete, because I'd been an athlete all through grade school and high school, and then I'd been through college, and then I just left, (laughs) and I didn't get to finish, so in that time off, I really had to find who I was without track or cross country. And once that happened, I felt this huge weight lifted off of me. And like, I didn't have to perform for anybody anymore. I, so now I just do it for myself and I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a big deal. And people get that with other things, whatever you want to call it, post-track blues, like it happens. You, you, that was yeah. your identity and now it's gone. So now you've got to recreate yourself in a sense, find who you are
2: and it's a process. Very much so. (laughs) Some long days.
0: Yeah, I, I did not know that. And I am not familiar with the three plus three to an extent. So I'm glad you guys explained it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I mean, especially being in your last year and going through school for everyone who's going through that right now, Kudos to you, because I, I mean, it must have been a lot of work and a lot of time and energy. I mean, that's going to meets. So you still had to go to meets every weekend. And, and we would
2: sometimes travel up to six, seven hours away. And then we'd be gone for like the whole weekend and come back. I had to learn how to study on the bus. That was a process. <laughs> but it was really hard. And I saw some of my classmates go through it last year. And I just empathized for them so much. And they did awesome. I was so proud of them for making it through their first year of PT school and maintaining the, whatever sport they were doing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have done it. If I had to do it again, I wouldn't do that. So I could maintain my love of everything. <laughs> but you found it again. I did, yeah. And it was a good experience. Like I don't think I'd be who I am now without having gone through that because I really know what I want and how I'm going to go about it rather than just flailing. <laughs> rather than just flailing and hoping for us <laughs> right there
1: one day, who knows where that is.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God, that's
1: great. <laughs> and so after everything you went through, so it was the end of your first semester that you took a break?
2: Yes, so it was about two weeks before finals. Oh, I had, thought it wasn't yeah, even oh, No, I had... I was talking to, like, my advisor and the chair of the program, and I, it's just like, I don't, I don't know what to do, and they were both, they both said, well, do you want to just take a break and have these grades just not even count, because you don't take finals, and so it doesn't go towards your GPA, like, we can have you completely restart, Um, so I took that opportunity, and they saved me a seat in the next class, and I'm forever grateful for that. But it was a hard decision to make, for sure. I don't remember what you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: that's okay. okay. Just asking when it was, because i okay, yeah, putting a timeline together. So that was two weeks before. So you chose not to take the finals. And actually, a lot of people don't know this. Sometimes that's way better. Mm -hmm. That could actually save you in the future. If you choose not to take finals, like you said, the grade doesn't come against you.
2: Yeah, it's as if I never took it, right. besides the loans. But. Besides <laughs> the loans and your knowledge, like you right. learn a lot,
1: actually. So the second time
2: around was much better, I'm assuming, compared oh, to Oh, so yeah. much better, and I could relax a little bit more, and that's where I was able to figure out different study habits.
0: That is so awesome, and for everyone listening, especially for students, what advice, I know we've talked about a lot, but what piece of advice would you give to students either going through a restart if they are doing that or students who are going <laughs> or they're just in <laughs> PT school right now? I guess the biggest advice I have is to know your why. Knowing
2: why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm stressing out so much it makes it a lot easier to keep pushing forward because you can easily feel like you're drowning. So, knowing why you're doing it keeps you afloat a little bit.
1: Definitely. And what about for students who are athletes? Maybe they are in a three plus three, or maybe they're doing a club sport, you know, something that takes a lot of time away from PT
2: school. What advice would you have for them? Time blocking your days. And if you have long trips, figure out how to study on the bus (laughs) or whatever. Um, But time blocking has definitely saved me. And I wish I'd started it sooner so that everything gets done and I don't have all of this, like, what, where did the day go? I didn't do anything. (laughs) Moments. Yeah. So being really specific.
1: And so say somebody's like, oh, time blocking sounds like a great thing, but what is it? So how do
2: you actually time block? Okay. So I found this free template online. I don't remember the website, but I could give it to you. So I print print it off and it has a full week and it has 8 a.m. No, 5 a.m. to 12 a.m. And so I block out all my classes and then I start and I look at my schedule, like when do I have quizzes or practicals and exams and homework assignments? And then I sprinkle in different classes, depending on what's due throughout each day. So everything's done on time and I can see basically the entire week. It's all laid out and I don't have to keep looking at the Google calendar to see where my classes are, but I have it all in front of me. Yeah, I will. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I also color code it because I get to color and that's stress relieving as well
1: (laughs) yes coloring is the best and it's just satisfying to look at and you're like wow this is so organized and so pretty
0: exactly
2: (laughs) little successes
0: yeah for sure and for students who aren't Time blocking. I mean, just try it out, see how it works, and it really does help you structure your day and say, "Oh, like where did the time go? I didn't get a lot accomplished." Because I know, including myself, I know I feel it that even though I do get some things done for the day, I feel like I haven't done enough. And unless you put it on your to-do list of things that you need to get done, then you don't feel as rewarded. Like, oh, you know, I can reward myself or treat myself to uh, to Netflix or um, whatever it is, but. Yeah, so for anybody who wants to try that method out, just see how it works for you. It's exactly. definitely
2: worth a shot.
0: At least it once. Is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll include, if you find the website, we can include that in the description as well.
1: Absolutely. I have it yeah. somewhere. <laughs> no rush. It'll be a while. I'll be quite honest with you. It'll be a while before this episode comes out. We will tell you when it comes okay. out. We've been trying to time block and get a ton of interviews done while we can before it gets crazy, you know, before midterms, before finals. And one more question, if you're willing to talk about this, because this is a really big issue for a lot of people who restart PT school is most of the time, if it's not due to like family or some, some kind of, I don't know how to word it. (laughs) The thing is testing anxiety. Like that's usually the reason people are restarting PT school. And that's the reason why a lot of people I know have restarted. So How do you handle that if that's been your situation?
2: Definitely have testing anxiety. And it got worse when my test grades were so bad. But I got testing accommodations so I can take it away from my class so I don't see everybody finishing. And doing tests on the computer, I think, is the worst part for me because you don't ever do that, (laughs) or at least I didn't growing up. So I can focus better, and it's just me rather than looking at everybody else and that's helped a lot over the last year. I think that's so
1: important for people to hear because a lot of people think oh I don't need accommodations but they don't they haven't even tried it that that hasn't even crossed their mind because they think that's not gonna make a difference like it's just it's fine it's all in my head I'll get over it okay well what happens if you don't and that's when you guys should look into it. Like if you are actually mm-hmm. considering maybe you do have testing anxiety, go and try taking it by yourself. Your professors
2: will do that for you. It's okay. Yeah. They're there to help you, not to hurt you or cause you to fail.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people, like you don't have to feel embarrassed if you have to do that because it's something that you need to do in order to do well in your exam so don't think that your class is going to look at you any differently because that is not true at all.
2: Not at all. I haven't had anybody say anything or look at me weird when I come into class after everyone's finished a quiz or whatever. I just know we're all doing what we have to do that's best for us.
1: And if they do look at you funny.
2: <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> like who cares? Uh, it's who their cares? problem not yours. Exactly. <laughs>
1: but I appreciate that. A lot of people who are listening can appreciate that and can relate to that because it is a domino effect. You do one thing, have one rough exam and get in your head about it. And then it just gets worse and worse.
2: Get tunnel vision that it's all going to be like that when you can change it. Yes, exactly. And for everyone who's like, I have some questions for this person because
1: (laughs) I have been there and I have gone through some stuff. I just want to know more. Where can people
2: reach out to you? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I recently have created a SPT account and remember, oh yeah. So it's SPT page and they can reach me there. I'm on all the time trying to cut back, <laughs> but I would love to talk to you, anyone.
0: Yeah, I know people will be reaching out. So thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story because students will relate. And I absolutely love just talking to other students because we all have our own experiences and it's great to know that you can relate with someone else.
2: Absolutely. It's so helpful to have, to know you have that support, that group of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Y'all are not alone out there. <laughs> and uh, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on, Paige. I know this is not an easy topic to talk about
2: and we appreciate you being open about it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to, if I help even just one person get through PT school, feel successful. (laughs) You will help a lot.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists.
0: If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.